I look super pale today. I didn't realize how pale I was getting. It's evolution, man. You're supposed to be able to hide in the snow. That's why. That's why it's like. That. <laughs> Just waiting for you to to start into air guitaring free ride there, Edgar Winner. <laughs> I'm not feeling the ball cap today. I don't know what it is. Is it a new one? It's making me look act. Uh, yeah, it's because it's so black. I know. Oh because fuck! The, I know. Fucking glare coming <laughs> off your pale bald head. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I thought somebody was welding in your living room. <laughs> like, is Jostens there doing a photo shoot? Why, why is it so bright? <laughs> Points for Jostens. Points for Jostens. Well done. You're listening to Black Sheep Radio. Featuring Mark LaFave. If my buddy hits a hole in one, I am going to fucking jump in his arms and we are going to gyrate on the green together. Chris Brown. What would your average time on ice uh. be when it's concerning taking a dump? And Ben McVie. Track pants should not be allowed on earth. <laughs> Rate, review, subscribe, and share. Or join the conversation at BSR Podcast on Facebook and at Radio underscore Sheep on Instagram. Instagram and Twitter. Here we go. Miss Vicky's spicy dill pickle chips. Game changer. Game game fucking changer. I got this in the mail today. Speaking of food, it's from the Carnivore Club. My wife set me up with the Carnivore Club, so every month I get a box of different meat <laughs> and like jerky and shit. Nice. Hell yeah. yeah. It's like just a bunch. This is like honey honey mustard jerky. Whoa. This Sweet. is uh, smoked raspberry jerky. Oh, I want it. That sounds good. Uh, this one is uh, Bloody Caesar. Bloody Caesar jerky. Huh. So it's got Worcestershire, like all those spices. Oh, shit. And then these, and then these like <laughs> Spanish tapas. Like uh, spicy, uh, spicy Spanish sausages. Wow! So, God damn, that's a lot so every of meat. Month I get a, every every month I get a box of just meat. That's jerky. a lot of jerky. So. That's like I've seen I've seen the price of jerky at the grocery store, and that's got to be Shit at least cheap. like a thousand dollars worth of jerky right there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to lie, but that could be right. <laughs> that, could, that could be accurate. I want to know if you guys have heard of this before, because it caught me off guard. Putting chips, specifically Miss Vicky's chips, in the freezer. Keeping them in the freezer and eating them frozen. Have you ever tried that? My, Amanda does this. Yeah, she puts she puts her Cool Ranch Dorito or Zesty Cheese Doritos in the freezer. I, I don't I don't get it. Yeah, no, I, I, I get it, actually, because it's pretty... I don't know. It's interesting. It's very interesting. I, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not saying it's good because it doesn't. It's not hmm. good enough for me to do it. But I was. I somebody um, uh, brother-in-law is is uh, he does it with his his chips and it's just like what the fuck? That's something that people do. I like. I never knew that that was a thing. My wife made cookies yesterday. Like she just made chocolate chip cookies, mm. and they were in the fridge today. And I'm like, why are these in the fridge? She's oh. like, oh, I heard it's. I heard it's better to keep them in the fridge. Cookies are them. cookies are a way different story. Those have got to come out of the freezer. Mm. Out of the freezer? 
Oh, freezer for sure. Yeah. Freezer cookies are good. I'm into it. Freezer cookies are the bomb. Yeah. And the only reason I know why they're good is because I'll, we'll make cookies and then I'll throw some in the freezer with being like, oh yeah, we'll save these for later. And like, because they're in the freezer, like I won't eat them because like they're not ready. But the reality is, is I'll fucking break my teeth eating cookies because I have no self-control at all. Like I'd rather, (laughs) (laughs) I'd rather have broken teeth and sugar than perfect teeth and no sugar, I guess. But yeah, they're good. It's like when the pizza, it's like when the pizza is unacceptably hot to be eating. You're like, I don't care. Like I like cheese and I like pepperoni and fucking (laughs) I'll play with the blister in my mouth later. Yeah, for sure. Speaking of uh, people who don't do very smart things with no teeth, have you guys been watching the impeachment trial with, uh, <laughs> have you have you guys been watching any of this? <laughs> no, because I want to know how that's fucking. Oh my how god, that's related. <laughs> I got I got I gotta congratulate uh, Team Trump on bringing Lionel Hutz out of retirement yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> fucking lawyer fiasco. Miguel Sanchez, I oh believe my. Lionel Hutz changed his name to. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, that's why you're the that's why you're the judge, and I'm the law talking guy. <laughs> I watched a little bit of it. I'm not super familiar with the specifics of it. I know that I think today is opening statements, um, but yesterday it was like um, some sort of pre-trial or something. Like he was trying to get it so that it wouldn't move forward to trial. I think that 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 was yesterday. So yeah. they're trying to do they're doing arguments on whether or not this trial is constitutional, right? So in, in the at the end of the day yesterday they do votes and it was fifty five forty five six Republicans, including one who said he, he changed his mind just because the lawyer was so bad. He was and he bad. actually he, he said, no, this is constitutional. We got to convict. <laughs> it was so bad. I'll give you an idea. It was so bad. They, so the, the Democrats go first. They put on this video and it's like the video, it's, it's, yeah. tr- it's clips of Trump and it's rioters hitting the Capitol and fucking Carmina Burana is playing in the background. Like, who's this? Who's this? It's all <laughs> operatic music. It's like over the top. Right, Martin Martin Scorsese fucking directed it, just so you know. (laughs) So it's over, and the first guy, so the the first guy to come up out of the two, fucking Matlock goes, "Wow, that was really well done." Wow, it really looks like my client did that, doesn't it? Unbelievable. It was was unbelievable. Oh, Lionel Hutz. I have something that will shock and amaze you. I'm not wearing a tie at all. I'm not wearing a tie at all. Absolutely unbelievable. And I, like, you, you know, it's funny because, I mean... The the red side of the Republicans specifically, they're all about how, you know, the Democrats are tied with Hollywood elites. But having watched all of this video presentation, made that movie. yeah, like Oliver fucking Stone is behind some of this shit, man. It's the, 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 the video evidence is so damning. And today, actually, there's been a whole bunch of stuff never before seen by the public and blah, blah. It's 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 crazy. Like, really, yeah. honestly, if you have been watching this, particularly today, 
and and you thought you'd seen it all and all the all the footage there was to see you know there's a lot more and it, it's wow. pretty, it's it's pretty freaky man <laughs> like well i i, I just want to see this lawyer like i gotta oh. got see this <laughs> Because he doesn't pick the best lawyers. Like you think of like the other one, Giuliani. Giuliani just, when he was melting when he was talking. The second <laughs> guy. The second guy finishes his opening pre-trial statement, reading a poem, and he starts to weep while he's reading. Oh my god! The poem. He starts choking up. I'm like. Who the fuck are these guys? <laughs> and I'm trying, like, how many remotes and how many of them have gone through a TV screen at Mar-a-Lago in the last four hours? Because he, he must he must have lost his mind watching that between like having no Twitter to yell at yell yeah. about. He might Trump must have lost his fucking mind watching that yesterday. That's it was crazy. Wild. I've I've got to I've got to tune in a little. I got to pay a little bit closer attention yeah. to it. I, I honestly have enjoyed the break away from the Trump sure. bullshit. And mm-hmm. I wouldn't say that I'm all that, you know, it's going it, to I'm not that motivated to dive back into it again, but it, it sounds like something that that this is a can't miss, oh, you know. I- that's wild. No, see the, ca- it's, it's, the characters involved, dude. Good it's Lord. it's it's like the legal team for the Democrats comes up, and then the legal team for Trump comes up, and it's 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 almost like back to back episodes of Law and Order and fucking Seinfeld. It, it's mm-hmm. like drama comedy, drama comedy. It, it's it's wow. something. Else. It's almost like they're th- they're throwing it. Eh? It's like they're like throwing the game. Oh. Yeah, like it's so bad that it just seems like, are you trying to lose? <laughs> like, I don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. The interesting no, thing. Interesting. I'm check, I want to check it out. The interesting yeah. thing that I, that, that uh, I heard, though, regardless <laughs> of how bad his defense team is, everyone's saying that he's not going to get convicted because he requires, what is it, a two-thirds majority of the Senate to convict, and he's not right. likely to get all of those yeah, so Republican guess, votes. Doesn't so, matter who's, yeah. Yeah, doesn't matter who's defending him. It could be just a... A chimp in a fucking suit, For which sure. it might be next. Yeah, who knows? It's pretty. It's well, pretty Georgia. Here's here's the here's the thing though. Georgia just brought charges against him today for the yeah. whole. Raffensburger, I need you to find eleven thousand votes. Trying to coerce him. Trying to coerce. Yeah. yeah, Georgia, the state of Georgia. So no, he's got no protection. I mean, he's wide open to that one. Uh, and New and York's are, got a bunch are, of them. Those are criminal charges too. Yeah. So this, this this thing, even if he gets through this, and he's probably gonna. It's not. <laughs> he's fucked. He's just wow. Well, and he can't find. And, and here's the thing. I mean, for all these these criminal things coming out, this this is the kind of representation that he's able to muster mm. is Lionel fucking huts. So he's going to jail. Yeah, <laughs> he's going to jail. Like, Good do you? Lord. I don't see him yes. going to jail. I don't know. I, I feel like there's going to be a way to, for him to weasel out of it. I, I think uh-huh. you know that. What's his fuck face? Uh, uh, Muso, whatever <laughs> bullshit, got out of jail. So I think if that guy can get out of jail, no. I think I think that Trump, uh, Mister Fucking, you know, five thousand uh, dollar haircut, whatever bullshit. You know what I mean? I think he'll be able to get out of it. Maybe. Yeah, man. There's. It's oh, been kind maybe. of a bull. It's it's been it's been a pretty bullshit. I would say news cycle over the last couple of days. Yeah. Um. It. You know. 
uh, obviously it has it's not as bad as the Trump stuff, but there there's still been quite you got COVID variants coming out. Not that I'm saying that we need to talk about that at all. You know, you got you there's there's always that COVID stuff. Even though there is good news recently with the with the the numbers trickling down. I think the mm-hmm. the one mm-hmm. thing the one thing that I wanted to talk about specifically was was uh you know what what's happening in to the, to the radio industry uh specifically yeah. at bell over the last over the last couple weeks um uh and well, and larger like than that bell like, let's talk day yeah just after bell let's talk day so always it's always it's like boxing day follows christmas bell comes off with their uh instant publicity stunt it's for mental health thing and then they fire everybody it's it's uncanny there's a there's a petition going on right now to fast forward to the end right now there's i saw a petition today to cancel bell let's talk day outright because it's bullshit and 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 given the circumstances over the last few weeks so basically what happened i don't, I don't know how how in it's going to be at this by the i i genuinely believe recording this on wednesday i think by the time this comes out on friday this is going to be like a way bigger of a story than it is now now. Mm-hmm. It's already exploding. Like yesterday, it really popped off because what happened in. Um, You're talking uh, about this this petition? No, not. No, sorry. Not the petition. Sorry. Uh, the story that I'm talking about specifically is um, these bell layoffs that, that have been happening. Oh, OK. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So they um, essentially, uh, you know, bell bells no. Uh, stranger to laying people off the radio industry media in general is no stranger to laying people off um, but what happened over the last couple of days is is uh, really seems to have stirred up quite a bit of uh, anger amongst you know Twitter followers the industry in general they sh- yesterday um, they shuttered three complete radio stations three TSN stations they're all the TSN stations that do not have broadcasting rights for a NHL hockey Hockey team. So essentially Toronto, Montreal, and I think Edmonton are all still the TSN Bell owned TSN radio stations are all fine, but they can't, they, they, they took Hamilton 1150 off of the air. They took, um, uh, Vancouver, um, and Winnipeg and Winnipeg out right off the air, fired their entire staff. And, um, it's just been, you know, I'm still pretty close into the industry. I know, I know Ben and, and Mark, you're, you're, um, you don't really keep up to date on some of those, some of those things as much as I do, but I've been talking to people like about this and it's been, you know, I used to work for Bell. Um, and it's just a really frustrating thing to yeah. see your friends kind of go through what this is, and and you know we're we we're very closely tied to the radio industry, um, and this is this is as big as a radio story as you're going to get. You know what I mean? As far as as far as uh, Canada is concerned, I, I I just have you guys been following it at all by any chance, or like do you have any thoughts about it, or is this just like what you expected to see, anyways? Mark, uh, I'm sure Benny has his opinions on radio and industry. Um, I just, you know, I mean, my my following of it is just you making a comment, Chris, and me kind of then looking at some articles mm. like, oh shit, yeah, like this guy's gone, this guy's gone, and you see, you know, I mean, people. I didn't work in radio for a long time, but it's it's a relatively small community of people that uh, can do that job in the first place, and. Um, 
so when you see, I mean, the Rob Whites of the world and people that I just that I worked with that worked in Niagara Falls and stuff like it, those kind of hit home, and you're like, yeah, shit, like that guy's been around forever. <laughs> I mean, a lot of these people have worked in the industry yeah, for man, a long, long time, and it's you're just you just get the gate pretty quick in radio. There's no like smooth transition out so, unless you unless you make that move yourself. So one of the one of the shining stars of this thing was in Vancouver. When they shut off, they did it abruptly. They did it midday, as is, it happens. But the way that they did it, and I, I I hope you guys haven't heard this yet, this this slice of news yet, because I really want to hear what your genuine reactions are. So they came in. I wish I could play it for you. I don't want to get sued, but I wish I could play it for you. I'll send you guys the link. Maybe I'll we'll share it. it on our Facebook page or whatever. Okay. Because so, it because it it was popping off yesterday on Twitter when it when it first landed. What ends up happening is it it abruptly cuts what the show was happening. I can't remember when, at what point, if it was in the middle of somebody talking or a commercial break or whatever. A cold voiceover comes in, so no music, nothing. It almost sounds like a robotic voice, essentially. Like it, it's a very mm-hmm. like non endearing voice. Do you know what I mean? Very cold. You're like, wow, this kind of sounds sounds computer generated. Like the, no joke. That's what it sounded like. Um, and it's talking about like we value our our staff and thank our staff and we are moving in a different direction. We're thankful for our staff. We're thankful for the community, but more importantly, we're thankful for our listeners. And then it goes silent. And guess what song they play? Please, as long as it wasn't hit the road, Jack. No, it's it's almost it's almost one of those. Anyways, I'm not going to make the you final guess. Final countdown. <laughs> they play "Good Riddance" by Green Day. Wow. They played "Good Riddance" by Green Day. Can you believe it? Probably thought it was a feel good thing, but uh, didn't know the title. Yeah. People were losing it last night. Like people, it was. It felt like a troll. That's the issue, right? They could have picked so many songs. They could have picked anything. They end up picking "Good Riddance," and everybody like like it's just the only thing that is going to rescue terrestrial radio as we know it today in Canada, will be for the government to alter its course and disallow four major corporations to own the lion's share of all radio stations across Canada. This is what happens when accountants run radio stations. And I can assure you, whoever was behind the decision to air good riddance was not, I repeat, not a radio person. I guarantee you that. And the sad part of what's happened is it's this has been allowed to go on for so long and the talent pool has been reduced to next to nothing. And a lot of talented, it's through no fault of the people who have worked in radio that it is in the state it is in. It's the fault of the accountants who run it. And unless they stop allowing four major corporations to run the thing, there'll be no bringing it back. And the sad part is, even if that were to happen tomorrow, it's been thinned down and made so irrelevant because there is a lack of talented people working in radio that it is not coming back. I'm sorry to say that. It pains me to say that because it's my one true love. That's what I have to say about that. I agree with you. It's really sad, man. It's really sad. I think it's too late to survive. Like, the, it, I think it's too late to to um, you know save a lot of these stations because they already belong to these massive corporations that's, that have that's so what much I mean. power. Even, 
Yeah. Even if they were to deregulate it and force it back into the hands of smaller, I'm not saying every station is going to be a mom and pop, but at least make it a little bit competitive and a little bit diversified and a little less homogenized by having like it used to be, you know, like four or five larger companies like your standards and WIC and those old, you know, large big station owners, but a lot more of the small market where your farm system is, where everybody goes to learn what they do before they go to a big market. Those are all owned now by Bell and mm-hmm. Chorus and all these other companies that just track. that that leave them to a skeleton crew. This yeah. is this is what happens. Yeah, people will say, well, you know, radio is not profitable. Um, you know, I get that <laughs> you're passionate about it, but it's not. It doesn't make money. This is the thing: is that the, it's important to recognize that you know Bell on one hand is saying that these stations aren't profitable so they need to lay people off right but on the other hand they're buying up radio stations as fast as they can so one of those things is a lie right one of those things is a lie and you follow the money and if you follow the money that will tell you what the truth is. The truth is, is that radio stations are valuable assets, right? These people that they they're buying these- They are valuable assets. They're the, the, the people that they're buying these stations off of, essentially, those people are a lot of the times able to turn a profit from these radio stations. Like the company, like I said, like that I used to work with, they're an independent company. They turned up enough of a profit to support- the staff, right? And maybe make a little bit of profit for themselves. But that's not enough for a giant corporation like Bell to sustain themselves wow. because they have so much fucking bureaucracy and bullshit and fat of like salespeople and executives and accountants. It's all this bullshit that they have to pay. But like, you know, they don't really give a shit about the people that are actually there making the money and pulling it in. It's really frustrating. So the reason you know, if radio is not pros- profitable, there's a reason. One, you're playing off one of four different fucking playlists that's played on every radio station yeah. in the country. And two, you fired everybody who had any goddamn talent because they cost too much. Yeah, for that's sure. the reason it's not profitable. If, yeah. if you did, if you hadn't fucked with it in the first place it would still be what it was and it'd still be great. Yeah. I think the one thing that I, the only thing that I can see, I've been thinking about this a lot. I genuinely believe that it should be, you know, uh, bell shouldn't be allowed, shouldn't be allowed to buy any more radio licenses. I know it's probably too little too late at this point because they own half the country's worth of radio licenses. But like, I genuinely believe that if the government's going to step in and do anything meaningful, I think they should, they should tell them that they're not allowed to buy anymore. And I, and I say that because they continuously just run these stations into the ground. Like their track record, their track record doesn't show, you know, a, a, you know, a a desire to, to keep these businesses afloat. It's, it's, they, they're, it's like, you know they treat they treat radio licenses as a foreign investor and as a foreign investor would treat buying up condos in Mississauga. You know what I mean? They they buy for yeah. the asset, they park their well, money there, and then they just don't really care if it gets goes to use at all. You know, it's really frustrating. I, and I can tell you this to uh, this too that uh, don't just feel sorry for the people who just lost their jobs in the latest round of cuts. Feel sorry for the people who are still with the company who now instead of having to do the work of eight are suddenly doing the work of fourteen people for shit money uh, that's why radio that's why radio's dying that's exactly why there's a lot of people that lost their jobs a lot of people that i care about i don't want to go into it right now because it's not my story to tell and and you know some people don't want that shit out there but it's just really sad and yeah mm-hmm. it's it's really unfortunate and it's almost like i feel 
I don't know, guilty for having a job in radio at this point. You know what I mean? It's brutal. So I don't know. It's just a, it's just a really, it's a really tough thing because I genuinely believe like, you know, radio is important. Community through radio is important. Um, you know, some people don't have any connection to their family or, you know, their friend circle moved away and they have no relationships with anybody and radio keeps them company. Um, there's so many, it, it, it props up local bands. It does so much for the community. Journalism does so much for the community and fucking a bunch of suits are killing it. It's so frustrating, man. Same old That's story right. though, right? Yeah. Yeah. God damn it. All right. I, um, I just wanted to get that out there. We don't need to spend too much time on it, but, uh, you know, fuck. Unbelievable. Um, well, can I switch gears to something a little more lighthearted? Sure. Uh, Mark, did you find a woman who uh, hairsprayed her head with glue? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. hey, what state? Let's play te- te- Texas or Florida. Which one? No, Louis. No, Louis. Right in between Louisiana. Ooh, a sandwich. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. The cream in the Oreo of Texas. There you go. Florida. Um, yeah, gorilla. <laughs> gorilla glue hairspray. And uh, she has a GoFundMe page. Like people are funding her to help her get this fucking shit out of her hair. <laughs> my wife, what? my wife's the one that told me about it, and she's like, "Yeah, and they uh, they might have to get a plastic surgeon." And I'm like, "You know what's cheaper than a fucking plastic surgeon? A barber." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just shave your head. Just, but I guess it's like right. Oh, it, it, it's so huge That, that oh. gorilla glue is, is no. It's no fucking laughing matter. <laughs> right? Have you? It has the grip of a gorilla. Yeah, like, it doesn't have. Dol- it's not dolphin grip. It's gorilla grip. No, yeah, no, you don't mess with that shit, man. So. Like it's, yeah. What an I- idiot! <laughs> what an idiot! I can't even believe no. it. I don't even know what to say. So it's she just basically has like a helmet encased of gorilla glue at this point, right? Like a thin veneer of like the strongest glue you on the that money can buy. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. What an idiot! You know, you know who Chance, you know, she, Chance the rapper. Chance the rapper actually, uh, Chance the rapper actually got in on this and actually said like, uh, I watched the video. He's like, I watched the video because she's 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 posted videos and stuff about it, and uh, she said he said uh, I'm glad that people are actually supporting her through this. When I watched the video the second time, it was hard to it was hard not to laugh because I could tell. But I could tell that she genuinely didn't know that she had put one of the most powerful adhesives in her shit. <laughs> I hope she recovers well, is what he said. So yeah, how does how like you you have you read the story or just the headline? Like how 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 she's saying she's saying it was just kind of like in the same drawer basically, and oh. in reaching for what she thought was hairspray. It was actually Gorilla Glue. Because everybody everybody great. keeps their Gorilla Glue right next to their hairspray, right? Why would she? It she's she's lawyering up. She might sue. I'm just reading this now. This is this is an article. This is a, a, a an excerpt from the article that I, that I think you guys would enjoy. Her name is I guess her last name is Brown. Brown reportedly feels that the spray bottle's label is misleading. It's described as multi-use. And warns against using on skin, clothes, and eyes, but doesn't specifically mention hair. Oh, so she actually did intend to use it. Oh, it seems like it. Yeah, I think it was for a video. I don't know. 
I've seen I've seen so many like memes like the Cameron Diaz from uh, oh my god something about Mary like here's the sponsor or here's the new spokesperson she's, for she's not gonna make it to any trial anyway because she's gonna go grab for a glass of milk and grab the liquid plumber right next to it <laughs> like, how friggin stupid can you be yeah she right. said like, she said yeah it's 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 insane i i've i just this heard why, about this story this That's is crazy. why there's warning labels on everything oh yeah this is this why there's is, warning labels on everything this is yes this is this is the this is the reason why the gorilla glue now will say not for hair it is it is actually funny if you read like some really funny funny warning labels and there are some there's google it i mean there's some really good ones but you have to remember the reason those funny warning labels are there is because somebody did it Somebody yeah, actually, yeah, you know, somebody put their dick in a pencil sharpener. Like somebody actually did that. Man. <laughs> Unbelievable. Only way to get that out is Gorilla Glue. If you do that, eh? if you put your dick in a pencil sharpener. Oh, really? Gorilla, gorilla, oh. Yeah, it's the yeah. only way. All right. Do you know, good to know. Do you know <laughs> the, the only person that might have had a worse week than the lady that glued her shit into her head was Patrick Mahomes. Maybe second oh. most was perhaps that was yeah I I'm I'm shocked that we took this long to get ben and his wife to fucking Tom Brady Tom Brady I I'm shocked I'm shocked yeah, it took us this Tom long Brady. to get to Tom Brady yeah let's talk about that I won five hundred bucks that's the most money I've Did ever you won really? just like a, yeah I won like fa- it was like a fantasy thing or whatever so cool. and so you took the bucks yeah yeah and I actually changed it that day because I'm like you know what I can't bet against Tom Brady. Brilliant, no bro. way. Yeah. So, like, did you – is this one of those ones where you get to adjust the point spread? So the more – like, have you seen those sites where you can actually make your own point spread? Oh, and, no. And the this more, one, this, yeah. No, this one had a spread. This one had a three-point a three three uh, three spread. No, it was actually three, three even. Okay. So the game wow. it could have ended up as a, as a push. And, uh, yeah, I, I was in first. I was tied with another guy. We had the same record. And then there was a guy in second that could have passed me, and they both picked – the Chiefs. And, I've seen. Uh, uh, I've, Bucks, I've so. seen betting sites where you can, you can alter the point spread. So let's say the Bucks. Oh really? Yeah, the Bucks are three and a half according to Vegas. But you can go on these betting websites and actually bump it. So you know, if you had a feeling that Tampa Bay was going to win by twenty-two, you could go to this website and switch the spread to twenty-one and a half points, and your fucking your payout's massive, right? Ben, we, huh. we haven't talked about Tom Brady yet, man. Who? Yeah. You haven't? Seven. <laughs> Seven. It's not even, there's not even a debate, and there wasn't even before this, in my opinion, that he is, he is the best, cha- he is the the fucking best champion of of my generation. He is, he, he is a better champion than Michael Jordan. He is a better champion than... LeBron James maybe would be in Wayne Gretzky, any of those guys, <laughs> way more, way more. That's Come crazy. On. Seven I'm t- Super Bowls. I'm taking Doug Flutie. <laughs> yeah, I don't see any Brady flakes. <laughs> Unbelievable. Can you imagine Tom Again, Brady in the CFL? <laughs> the guy, <laughs> the guy would throw for fifty thousand yards a year. The guy has won more Super Bowls than than any franchise. In league history, <laughs> yeah. the Steelers have six. The Patriots have six, all with Tom Brady a quarterback. And yeah. Tom Brady now has seven. He has that more Super Bowls than any other team in the history of the sport. It's, it is. It's incredible. So, Ben, did you is- do you watch the whole game? 
Did you watch uh, the whole- uh, No, I, I shut it off. I, I did. I, I did. <laughs> At what point did. did you shut it, it off? Early. <laughs> uh, I did. Uh, the, the last Kansas City interception, whenever that was. It was around – there's there's a little ways to go in the third quarter, and I was like, fuck this. I'm tired. Yeah. This game Just sucks. Just after the weekend. This yeah. game sucks. Fuck you, Tom Brady, and I went to bed. Yeah. There, was no, you- there was no miracle comeback in the fourth quarter either. No, was- no. Like I woke that- up in the middle of the night to take my 50-year-old guy piss and I didn't even check my phone to see if the Chiefs came back. I was like, no, No, I don't want to see a picture of Tom Brady. I don't want to see his face. I've never seen a, a quarterback run for his life more than fucking Mahomes did in that, that game. Every Guys, snap, every snap, I he heard, was running full speed. I heard the stat the other day. I had the NFL Network on, and they calculated. They had somebody watch the film of the whole game. They calculated that Patrick, Patrick Mahomes ran 497 yards in the game. <laughs> that's That's five times up and down the field. And like forward, maybe what four? Wow! The, the rest <laughs> yeah. were just like in circle. He was running for his life the whole game. It was unbelievable. Yeah, unbelievable. I've also never, I've also never seen a quarterback getting taken down by a guy that's probably two hundred and fifty pounds and be pretty much horizontal with the ground and throw it about fifty yards right he's, into the back corner of the end zone. He, he's unbelievable. He, he is so good. Yeah, but he's not Tom Brady good. <laughs> <laughs> And he never will be. No one's good. That's like that's that's getting to be like a Gretzky stat. Like who's going to win seven Les, Super Bowls? If you played that game ten times, the Chiefs would win eight. For sure, I guarantee probably, you. Probably. I guarantee you, they'd win eight. They're a better football team. They decided to have their only bad game of the year on the last game of the year. Yeah. I Did mean, you, they 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 crushed Tampa Bay earlier earlier in the year. They crushed them in Tampa Bay. They they they, they had a night off. What do you do? Did you bad so so? Off. What about bad what, night to take? Yeah, off. Oh yeah. What what about um, what about this the halftime show? Oh. Anyone? <laughs> Nothing, eh? Yeah. So I thought. I thought he sounded good. He, I thought he sounded good. I don't know. I feel yeah. like uh, I feel like a halftime show has to have a special guest. Um, especially given like everyone expects it now you might have been able to get away with doing a halftime show without a special guest like maybe 10 15 years ago or so but if you're a guy like the weekend especially in hip-hop where it's so easy to just have somebody jump on i'm surprised that he yeah. didn't have any i was yeah, not surprised like, i was when, disappointed when, i was disappointed when is, that he didn't have one. when is either a slash or lenny kravitz gonna come out and save this <laughs> yeah or mick jagger right like what the hell is going on yeah, yeah. it was it was very it was very <laughs> odd i i really mixed reviews i i felt like when i when i was looking online um to to get to find people to tell me what i should think about it um (laughs) there was it was a mixed it was a mixed um it was a mixed uh bag between people who hated it they just outright hated it and then like all the people that loved it happened to be canadian and I, I think that there was a little, there was a little bit of bias there because all I'm yeah, serious, like straight down the line, it was like like Sid Sixero, Rick Mercer, all of these guys fucking saying like, oh, the weekend killed it, like all of like you know Ben Mulrooney, Justin Trudeau, you know the 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 people the people that are paid to to love, every even even Tim Hortons dark roast, but. Um, <laughs> 
they they um everyone else just said it was crap and i i, I it just felt it's just felt dead to me too I, I i i don't know there's nothing there for me i uh I, I don't i don't deny the guy's talent at all but uh that was pretty weak yeah and from sure. what i hear like he spent a bunch of money out of his pocket to beef up the production oh wow to make oh, it really yeah like i guess i guess he spent money now, That's don't quote, don't, don't quote me on this. I was just, again, it's, you know, in the car and hearing headlines and stuff. But I could have sworn I heard during one of the reports, yeah, he had spent extra money to beef up the actual production of the show. Which that's brutal. That's like showing up at someone else's party and being like, "I gotta fucking invite some more people." It just yeah, it, it better ne- music. Off. It needed something. It needed a live <laughs> band. It, need, it just needed something else. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, I hear yeah, it. It's a bunch of fucking heads him, poking him out in the singing. wall. Yeah, right? like uh, yeah, it was just it was it was lame. <laughs> I do respect his ability to make the mask a part of the performance. Like he had all these people in the background singers wearing masks, and it didn't feel out of place because that was like part of the theme or whatever. That was right. pretty cool. But like other than that, like you know him going around in the fun house or whatever. It's like that's just what you did in your music video, man. Like what are you doing? That's identical. You know, I don't want to see the same thing. Just like it's not even live because there's nobody fucking there. Like, I don't know. Bullshit. Uh, but, but bearing yeah. bearing bearing that in mind, though, bearing that in mind, that that one little scene you guys both uh, Mark, you know what he's talking about, where he's in the gold fun house, the house of mirrors and stuff. And yeah, he's yeah. all in different directions and shit. You don't need yeah. you don't need to watch Trump's trial lawyer and uh, lawyer anymore. That That's basically what he looked like <laughs> <laughs> throughout the entire impeachment proceedings. Yeah, no, it was it was it was okay. It was okay. We we've got um we've got Mark Lang 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 Mark Lang, Lang coming up. Yeah, f- for some for some uh, really really insightful advice about dealing with a pandemic yeah. and relationships. He's a relationship counselor. Really excited to get let you guys hear that. Did you guys have anything else that you wanted to cover before we got to that? Or uh, no, he's no, like, he's like Hitch. <laughs> yeah. Hey, well, I, I tell you what, it's coming up in 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 just a bit on Black Sheep Radio. But see if you can guess before before we get to it, how long a successful couple kisses for? <laughs> see see if you can guess. Get a number in your head and and hang on for that. Twice a day. I'm Chris Brown, and this is your Lockdown Entertainment Update. NFL football is over, but there are still sports to look forward to. The Leafs continue rolling over the rest of Canada. The UFC has three fight cards between February 13th and February 27th, and the Toronto Blue Jays just announced that their season opens against the Yankees on April 1st. Netflix is adding Canine Rehab Reality Show, Canine Intervention on February 24th, and removing Braveheart from their library on February 28th. Prime is adding Mission Impossible Rogue Nation on February 13th, and The Real Housewives of New Jersey Season 11 on February 18th, because it's all about balance. And also, the lockdown is set to be lifted, so you can go outside as long as you're safe. That's it for now. Thanks for listening. Let's get back to the show. Mark, you remember Chris and Mark, right? Hey, Chris. Hey, hey, Mark. hey. Mark, nice to meet you. Nice to hear from you again. Yes. That was the world of podcasting. Oh, what? Um, it's, it's going okay. 
Yeah, well, for sure. You know, it gives us something to do. There's not a whole lot going on right now. So, you know, yeah, I it's, know. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's been quite a bit of fun for sure. You can really say you have a captive audience right now. Yeah, exactly. A little too captive. <laughs> yeah, exactly. As in trapped in your own home. So, uh, <laughs> Mark Lang is a. Uh, I, I always, I always botch this. Uh, what, what do we call this? Uh, a relationship guru? No, uh, chef, chef, chef de argument. <laughs> chef, I like that one. Chef de argument. Uh, he, he's a rela- relationship counselor and uh, a good friend of of mine uh, who I've known for a while and is always gracious to uh, join in to talk stuff. So hi, 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 <laughs> hi. How are you doing there? <laughs> uh, doing doing well. Uh, um, we haven't talked in late in, in in quite a while. Yeah, I think I think it's been less than a year, but been, it's close to a year since since we last talked. So, yeah, it's been a while. Right, and it's it's of course you know it's been a year of pandemic, so it's it's really you know hard to catch up because it's like what's going on in your life when you haven't talked throughout the whole thing. So I know, uh, it's, you it's, know it's good it's good to hear things are well. With this pandemic, you know, we have more ways of connecting with people than, you know, history ever before in pandemics, but people are saying how lonely they feel, but it's because we're not doing anything. Yeah. So, you know, conversation is, hey, Ben, how you doing? Good. What you up to? Nothing. Hey, Mark, how you doing? Good. What you been up to? Nothing. Well, nice talking to you. We have nothing to talk about because <laughs> yeah. we're not doing anything. Yeah, I know. It's like, I, I don't know how many more times my wife can seem interested when I give her the same, oh, you know, laid on the couch, drank some beer, rubbed one out. Like, she, she just, that, that story just is, is not as thrilling as it used to be in terms of what did you do with your day? So, no, it just, it just no. isn't. <laughs> so, where do you go from there? You know, where do you go from there? You know, no, yeah, there's, 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 there's only one way but up after that. <laughs> <laughs> There's really only one way but up after that. Um, so, okay, getting back to what what we were doing. So, Mark has uh, decided uh, to uh, give us uh, straight up uh, five things that you can do to improve the connections in your relationship. I love this. I love this. Right. Amazing. So, so, Mark, if you will. Yes. You know, the basis of all relationships is about connection. And if you really understand relationships, we're born in relationships, but we're wounded in relationships, and we're also healed in relationships. And so you look at that, you know, you meet somebody, oh, I feel like I'm alive and all that. And then you get married and five years later, you know, I wish murder was legal. And then you resolve it and everything's leprechauns and roses again. <laughs> and, you know, this is kind of the, the usual ebb and flow of any relationship. So, you know, there are a number of things that you can do that can kind of help keep the connection going. Mark, before before you start, can I ask a really quick question? Sure. Uh, just to clarify something, this isn't necessarily like these pieces of advice and jewels of, of wisdom that you pass along. These aren't just for struggling couples. These are for couples who have a great connection but could make it better. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. Okay. Because – even great, okay. great couples, when, you know, I look at this list, they can sometimes, you know, fudge on it, back away. Gee, we haven't been on a date for, you know, months. Things like this. Still have a great relationship, but these are things that right. 
you know, if you take them like your, your vitamins every morning, they'll keep the relationship healthy. Well, as long as they're um, as long as they're shaped like Flintstone characters, I think Flintstone they can get along pretty well for me. You know, that, yeah. that'll be <laughs> absolutely. So, uh, you know, out of all the things that have ever been studied about relationships and, and identifying, you know, what are certain traits of a of a successful relationship? The number one thing on the list is that they all go out on date nights. Now, a date night is something very specific because people think, well, you know, we sat on the couch and watched TV all night. That's not a date. We went out for dinner. That's not likely a date either. We went to the movies. Wasn't a date either. So a date night is a minimum of two hours where uh, it's only you and your partner. You do not talk about the problems, the hassles, the kids, the finances. The goal of that two hours or longer is to create a happy memory. If you didn't laugh, you didn't have a date. So you do things that you can do interactively. So, you know, you can go to the art gallery and make fun of modern art. You can um, take an art class together. Easy ones, you can go bowling, you can go mini putt. Um, but there are things that you can interact. So the two of you decide to go to the, the zoo and, oh, look at that monkey over there. Oh, yeah, look at that one over there. It, it's kind of like the venue creates the conversation and flow and you just have fun, you kid, you tease, you laugh. I like, I appreciate how you're able to, um, you know, set the ground rules early on as far as what qualifies as a date night and what doesn't, because, you know, I've definitely been, you know, the, one of the, one of the kinds of people that I'd order a pizza and like, that's a, that's a date night, right? That counts. That counts for sure. <laughs> nope. Those are what we call proximity dates. You know, you're, you're sitting in proximity, but you're not engaging. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, as that's fair enough. That makes a lot of sense. As far as date nights, what would you say, like, as far as an average, you know, like, how often would you say, like, uh, like, how often would you recommend to do once a date a, night? Once, a, once week, a month, once a once week. Once a week. Once a week is is the, the ideal yeah. goal and nothing less than once every two weeks. Wow, cool. And it's also valuable if you just always, if you can – if you always just make it at the same time, like, it, and it doesn't have to be a night, it can be an afternoon, it can be a morning, but, you know, for, for example, sake, you know, we're going to have our date every Tuesday, you know, from seven to nine, you can hire the babysitters, whatever we got to do, it's all set up, we're good to go. If uh, that is an impossibility, let's say one or both are on shift work, you can organize yeah, your first yeah. date. But when you go to go out on that first date, you pull out your calendars and say, okay, and when in the next week or two weeks is our next one? So you circle that. So that's, that is already in place before you even start the first date. You know, you know, I'm one of those people that, that I, I'm definitely coming around to uh, the reality of what, what uh, a healthy relationship looks like. But you're always told that like dates are spontaneous and scheduling them takes the magic out of them or whatever. But I'm, I'm definitely now that I've got more responsibilities and all of that stuff, I, I definitely see and, and beginning to understand the value in setting aside like one specific day, maybe doing it once every week, you know what I mean? Something like that, because yep. you just kind of have to carve out that time to make sure that you do it. And if you do the date night right, in other words, you know, this is about creating a happy memory that, you know, five years from now, we can say, remember that night we'd went, oh, yeah, and you laughed mm -hmm. together. If you do it right, you actually will look forward to your next date night. Cool. So if you just are always just, you know, we go to a movie, you know, we go to Pizza Hut and, you know, have a 
chug a beer and have a pizza. That can get real boring real quick. Mm-hmm. And you go to a restaurant and you look at different couples sitting. The vast majority of them aren't even talking. They may be on their cell phone. They're looking around. Um, most of the conversation will be, what do you have in home? Oh, I'm going to have this. You know, the dinner comes. Is yours good? Yeah. Is yours okay? Yeah. And and so they, they don't talk right, much. So, have you been watching so as, as 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 the three of us <laughs> check fail – yeah, check the fail column on item number one. Whoa, uh, I'm Mark. a piece of shit. Thanks. Okay. Well, let, 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 let's see if let's see if any of us can go one for two. What's up next? So another. Okay, so that's an L. Let's let's move on. Let's yeah. see where we can go. Let's build from the L. You Perfect. Know? Yeah. Here we go. Right. Another thing that, that helps build connection is something that when you do this, it helps to elevate serotonin levels. And that's your feel-good uh, neurochemical. And, and how one way you can go about doing that is by having a 20-second kiss uh, once, preferably twice a day. So perfect time is you're, you're off your, on your way to work and you're on your, you've come back home. Perfect time for a 20-second kiss. Because, you know, Couples, when they get old, you know, I love you, kiss, kiss, you know, it's a peck on the cheek and they're gone. That really does nothing to elevate serotonin levels and it does not uh, elevate oxytocin levels, which we call the the bonding hormone. Um, It's it's what you have when you have an orgasm is is, uh, an increase in oxytocin. It's why many couples will you know, after sex, we'll roll together and, and hug for 15 minutes because that's about the length of time it'll affect the bloodstream. But that 20-second kiss helps to elevate the serotonin yeah, level. Define, so oh. it, what, what yeah, define. Okay, so, yeah, okay, so yeah, hey, hey, I have, I have so many questions. 20 so seconds. This, this can't, this is, this is got to be like a, like a passionate no thing. Oh. It's, not, it's not just like banging your faces together and holding yeah, it no, for 20 seconds. and everything. Right? No, it's it's you're kissing somebody. You are connecting with somebody that means the world to you. And if you think of it from that perspective, as opposed to, you know, I'm feeling really horny right now. And, you know, I, I like to do the deed. But that, you know, I, I am connecting with another entirely different person than me, but still a human being. It, it, it takes on a mm-hmm. different um experience you know um when we're younger i mean everything (laughs) (laughs) right on um yeah i'm being a good husband (laughs) i saw i saw um Sorry, I, I saw I saw Mark Lefave over there with this. He was timing. He was timing the twenty seconds. seconds. Were you so with the time when you were timing the twenty That's seconds? Like $10 when you finally reached commercial at the Super Bowl. <laughs> when you finally when, the keeper on his watch when he walks in the door. <laughs> no, that was, did it. Did it feel? Did it feel? Did the twenty seconds feel like I wasn't? I didn't. I didn't see you start the clock. I saw you watching it. But like, did you? Like, is that? You know, it seemed like a twenty pre- seconds. A long time. Did it, it seem like a long time? It, well, you know what? It's it longer than I currently kiss my wife. And if Mark is saying that that kind of would help, then I will. <laughs> I'll kiss her for longer. I'll just hold her there hey, so she can't get Mark. Away. Mark, <laughs> Mark. Mark. Can I can I ask you a quick question? Yeah, um, uh, Mark. Can I ask you a quick question? Okay. So, sure. any of the clients that you've dealt with, and I, I know you can't just 
discuss any personal things, but have have you had a couple that has contacted you and you've suggested doing this and they've gone and tried it and came back and what has the reaction been like? Wow, I couldn't believe how long twenty seconds was. <laughs> no. It- it isn't how long 20 seconds is. What I do hear them often say is the first few times we did it, it felt really awkward. And that nice. really is just reflecting on the level of tension and conflict that's between the two of them often. Mm. If, you, if you guys are just crazy in love, 20 seconds is like two seconds. But if you're kind of holding some grudges, that's resentments, you know, Five seconds in the kiss feels like it's been 20 seconds. Mm. Okay, so, Mark, just for the official... <laughs> no, for, for, for the official record, uh, all three of us are checking fail <laughs> yeah. again yeah, yeah. And, that, and marking down a special asterisk that none of us uh, uh, are able to last at anything longer than 20 <laughs> seconds. So this, this is not going... Well, I'll give you the beginner's so technique for this. <laughs> We're going to have to try to it's foul off a couple of okay. times. Uh, just I'm stay the in the Ottawa game. senators okay. of marriage. <laughs> listen, listen up, listen up. Okay, Mark, go ahead. So, if the kiss is too intimidating, there's a thing called a welcome home exercise. So when if you're the last one to come in, when you come in the door, you announce, hey, I'm home. The, your partner stops what they're doing, and they come and you hug belly to belly until you both kind of just kind of give a sigh, like, ah. <sighs> And then you go about your business. Oh, I like this that. is not where you do any groping. There's no, you know, shoving my tongue down her oh, throat wait. to her toes. Yes. It's just a belly to belly hug. And again, hugging belly to belly increases serotonin levels and oxytocin levels. So I feel more connected and I feel safe. And, and that's, that's one of the key felt experiences of a true connection between you and a partner. I feel safe. Hey, we've been on lockdown for a year now. Do you, does it? If you have a bigger belly, does it mean you get more serotonin? Please, <laughs> yeah, I got a whole bunch of serotonin to give. Yeah. Yeah. No, if you have a big belly means you have lots of estrogen. Actually, I was, that, I was, I, I was gonna, I was gonna say, oh. So. <laughs> I know I was just going to say, I, I, I also haven't, um, you know, because of quarantine, haven't left the house and had many opportunities to like announce my presence in the doorway. So just I'm leave, just, yeah, maybe, just I sh- maybe I should just do it like, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say like, leave the room and then just like announce my presence every time I enter a specific room. Do you know what I mean? I think that would work in the reverse. Of now, Huck. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next, next, next. So, another important element is maintaining playfulness. So, playfulness is you know, they're I don't know your your partner's at the sink doing the dishes, and you go up and you give them just a little squeeze on the shoulders and a smile. You you know, um, you leave a, a, a love note you know on their pillow. You write. Uh, uh, some warm sentiment and lipstick on the mirror in the bathroom. Um, you bring them, you know, their favorite chocolate bar or their favorite bride of ice cream home. Um, you, you, you're always endeavoring those bids that are happy memories because that's what keeps you afloat when things are not so great. 
when couples come and see me, you know, often it's been years of conflict, bitter arguments, blaming and criticizing. And the happy tank is bone dry. And so for them to get started on building connection again is so hard for them to do because there's only one path to connection. Yeah. It's called vulnerability. And if you, if it's I perceive to, you as having hurt me or, me or you don't care about me, the last thing I want to be is vulnerable with you. But there's no other path to yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. So th that playfulness is really, really important. Um, it, it just keeps the fun in the game. Sometimes I'll, I'll have clients come in and they'll describe their issues and I'll say, you know, I, I hate to tell you this, but, you know, the reason you guys are, are having problems is because you've created an incredibly boring marriage. Everything's a system. You know, the, 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 I mean, no, you're both karate, you're both great, but you're boring as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 it you're people, but you're boring as sin. Marriage is about this two part, not the kids. There's many couples, once they have kids, all the focus is on the kids. So it's why you see a blip in the divorce rate around 25 years, because it coincides with a lot of empty nesting. So the, the kids go and they look at each other and you look familiar, but I don't know you. Hmm. And for some, there yeah, has been growing been mom for 25 years. Yeah. And so they, they want, they want to go out and sow some wild oats or find, you know, some kind of awakening love relationship, whatever. But it's, um, it's important that playfulness and of course, with the playfulness is touch, you know, when you go for a walk, hold her hand. If you're sitting on the couch, you know, put your arm around her, rub her legs or feet. Um, yeah, just it, it's just always okay. affirming to her that you're there and you have her back. Is, is that, touch and does touch does touch fall in, under the playfulness umbrella here? Or are they two separate things? Well, I, I, I place them as separate because, you know, separate? Um, well, playfulness and touch, I place them as two separate items because, for example, I get wives who say, whenever my husband, you know, is holding my hand, all that means is he wants to have sex. And that's a turnoff. Mm -hmm. You know, mm. um, she wants she wants to be able to, to neck on the couch without necessarily having to become you know, sex. She wants to be wooed. She wants to just feel desired. And and for for some guys, you know, I, I'm horny. I want to have sex. You, you know, it's you could probably set your clock to how long it will take. And you know, it, 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 it uh, maybe a pleasurable thing. I don't need a clock. Sensation. <laughs> yeah, say, it's, egg timer. It's not. <laughs> It's not meeting the uh, target. <laughs> All right, so, so I'm I, I'm feeling I'm feeling a lot better. I I I got two. I I I think I'm going to score two for myself there. Yeah, yeah this is I'm good. playful and I love touching. <laughs> yeah, so, me, too. me too. Yourself, but yeah. Hmm.
I feel like playfulness is just important in your everyday life, regardless of whether or not it's like a relationship or not. Like even at work, like if you're not playful and you don't like approach it with a level of like, like joy and happiness, like you're just not going to get much satisfaction Mm -hmm. out of it. You know what I mean? It's just, it's going to be dry and it's going to wear you down eventually. And and there's a difference between, (laughs) between being playful and being the comedian. Um, Often in relationship, comedy masquerades some felt resentments. Mm. And so, you know, everybody else in the room will laugh at it, except for the person it's really directed at, because they'll feel like it's a jab. So, you know, um, there's a place. Mark, Mark, I'm just, uh, I'm 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 taking notes really quickly. Um, nope. Wedgies don't count as playfulness. Then is is, no, is that what you're no. saying? No, no. Or okay. yeah. <laughs> hmm. no. Or I think there's a corner three, at the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Okay, it's, and, and, it's so hard to deal with sometimes. <laughs> I, I know, wow. man. I, know. I feel All like right. I feel the, like pinching ass probably didn't count under touching either, but no, I'm still, no. still going to give myself that one point. <laughs> no, they, they want touch to be more out of desire than I'm. I'm feeling horny. Got I just it. see you. I, I love you. I desire you. I want to get close to you, and and so that means a lot. Um, you know, because I, many times women will come in and say, I can tell you within seconds if my husband is just horny and wants to have sex. And it's the, it's this little yeah, game. We're not good at hiding it. Yeah. <laughs> no. 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 Especially and, considering like, you know, most of us have been at home and, and just wearing sweatpants all the time. So it's like way more, even more obvious. obvious. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize for taking, there's, I, there's, I there's a visual I didn't Sorry, Brie. There was this a very, very low, like we were, we were learning some significant, some, we were making serious emotional strides and I just went right to the bottom right, of the right barrel. Right to the bottom. There was, there was no, <laughs> So dumb, right? To the sweatpants. So dumb. So, so Mark, you can clearly tell since the last time you've been on, there hasn't been much growth from from Um, us, at least, right? Like from a maturity standpoint. (laughs) I'll accept that as your self analysis. I I wouldn't want to put you down, buddy. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) All right. So, round us out, sir. Our our last secret was so uh, to to review. We've got uh, date nights at least once a week, and that's two hours of time out being a – what was it you called? A non uh, – what was the word you used for it? A something date. uh, uh, When you're both doing the same thing at the same time, but you're – Proximity date. Not a proximity date. That's going to the movies. Right. Mm. Right? Got it. You really can't talk. You leave the theater. How'd you yeah. like the movie? I like, what do you think? Good. You get in the car, you drive home in silence and go to bed. So uh, it, it's uh, a real okay, so item. Uh, item two was the, uh, the passionate kiss 20 seconds. Yeah. Uh, item three is playfulness. Item four yeah. is touch. What? So item five. Item five is to learn to listen with curiosity. I love that. Many couples, you know, the way they think, you know, if there's a, 
you know, an item of concern on the table that you tell me what, I'll tell you what I think, then you tell me what I think, and we'll just figure it out. No, you're going to have a conflict. So the problem with that as well is that you've got two people basically being speakers, and no one's really listening to understand. They're listening to rebuff. So when when my partner, you know, is telling me about a bad day or something I've done that, you know, was upsetting, I don't, I don't, you know, say, well, you know, it wasn't Tuesday night, it was Wednesday morning, or, you know, it wasn't $20, it was only 1999. None of that stuff. Mm. No labeling. Oh, you sound just like your mother right now. No diagnosing bipolar. Um, none of that kind of stuff. <laughs> no matter how your partner is expressing upset, and especially if it's about you, all they are doing at heart is telling you what it's like to be them and what they need in order to feel loved, safe, and secure. I get it. It doesn't always come out warm and fuzzy. And as I say to anybody, it's hard to hug a cactus. Mm. But the point is that, you know, they, they're in a rile. And they're really upset. And if you start, you know, qualifying, you know, uh, things, labeling, uh, changing the topic, well, I, you know, you do that too. Things like this, uh, the gaslighting stuff. Then what you're doing is just pouring gasoline on the on the the conflict, and you're not moving towards resolution. You're moving towards a debate. So just letting it be about them. And, and, and listening, you know, if, if, they're, if they're speaking kind of in a, in a nasty way, which sometimes they are if they're really upset, is just to, to realize, you know, no matter how they're putting it, this is about them. If I was with somebody else and did this, they might laugh at it. It might not bother them at all. This is something very specific that has a very specific meaning to my partner. And so when I listen with curiosity, the gift that you give your partner when you listen that way is you give them the gift of validation. They matter. And that is also a deeply connecting place. Wow. Wow. Mark, I, I, okay, so uh, that's fantastic. Thank you. So um, I, do you guys want to, can we, can we sort of wrap up? Do you guys have like maybe one question each? I know I've got one. Oh, that, um, that, last, uh, you, that, that last statement was awesome. Like what a, what oh, I a love cool yeah, way yeah. to, uh, what a cool way to say it. That's something I'm constantly working on is, uh, is my listening, the, uh, the actually listening versus kind of just waiting for my next spot to speak. Um, <laughs> I do it in every conversation I have. So obviously I do it with my wife as well. So it's, uh, it's one that I'm constantly working on. So thanks for reminding me of that. And I will uh, continue to uh, continue to work on that. I've been told that uh, a good marriage, it's like, uh, it's like feeding a dog. You don't just feed a dog all the food it's going to eat in the first day you get it. You have to feed it every single day in order for it to live and, and, be happy so hardest thing i've ever had to learn marriage, like you would feed your dog. how to be a good partner hardest thing yeah mm. going to university i did my final thesis three days before it was due final one copy and aced it being married my wife and i laughed you know <laughs> you know uh we were, we were sometimes we sound like a scene of the she sopranos you know mm. all right but you know we we learned yeah. how to fight fairly 
And we learned how to, you know, to listen with curiosity means I need to employ empathy. Empathy doesn't mean I agree with you. Empathy just means because I'm listening to you with curiosity, having heard what you say, gee, if I were in your shoes, I can understand why you think and feel that way. And it's not, well, but if it was up to me, I, it's not about you. It's about them. Uh, our partners, cool. you know, we, I often will say our partners hold the blueprint of our healing. And the, 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 the moment we know that we are in a place where we might, you know, get some healing is when they say something that triggers us. We, we get angry or rageful or we shut down and withdraw. This is a learning moment. Something about what they're doing is r- reminding you uh, what we call your your imago, your image of caretakers and attachment from from childhood. And research is really interesting. It shows that we tend to be attracted to people who have just enough of the aroma of the parent or parents who left us w- with wounds and deficits. And the second part of that is we tend, if, if that wound happened when I was eight, I tend to choose a partner who was also wounded around the same time. So in adulthood, we think, finally I found somebody who will love me and look after me. (laughs) They trigger us. We react. Our reaction triggers them. And now you're into a a World War III. Yeah. Wow. So I know know Ben uh, put out – he was asking if I had any questions. I actually – don't really have any questions. I'm I'm kind of swimming in a lot of the stuff that you you've said over over the course of this our t- your time with us. Honestly, like there's just really so much to unpack and so much for me to explore. It's been really, you know, nice chatting with you. Yeah, and I, I, yeah, I, I appreciate. Uh, yeah, I appreciate your advice. I think everybody can learn from from what um, what you gave us today uh, for sure. For sure, yeah. that was that was really nice. Thank you. Uh, okay, uh, Mark, I just I'll close with one last question. That is, you are a paid professional, sir. So if anybody's looking for services, how do they find you? Well, they can uh, contact the clinic I work in, which is uh, Bay Ridge Counseling Centers. Uh, because of COVID, we can only do sessions either through uh, virtual, face to face on the computer, or we can do it by phone. Um. They can also look me up on Facebook and, and just uh, Google Mark Lang uh, Relationships on Facebook. And I have a page there that posts all kinds of articles and advice to help marriages improve and stay healthy. It's good, it's good to talk to you, pal. Be, uh, be well, and I'll be in touch. All right. You guys have a great evening. You too. Uh, okay. Thank you so much, man. Thank you. That's it for this week. Thanks for listening. Shout out to Little Bug for letting us use your music. We're also finally available on iTunes, so check us out there and uh, give us a rating if you don't mind. And we'll be back next week. Thanks for listening to Black Sheep Radio with Ben McVie, Mark LaFave, and Chris Brown. Join the conversation at BSR Podcast on Facebook and at Radio underscore Sheep on Instagram and Twitter.